0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill.
1: Hiya.
0: How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: I'm doing good, Good. I think. Despite everything. Despite it all. Despite everything happening in the world, and this country more specifically. Do you think we'll, uh,
0: we'll ever be out of this pandemic one day? Out of this what? pandemic what the the you, you know that, that thing that's still still raging on
1: oh no i heard like loads of people use the the term post-covid so uh, i assume it's over now yeah. no okay cool
0: So <laughs> that like like post malone <laughs> jesus christ
1: <laughs> why are we friends uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i don't know it's still going on um, and people are really surprised that, like, ooh, maybe you have to stay inside again soon. Other know. with a lot of your population, don't get vaccinated or wear masks or <laughs> be socially responsible in any kind of way. Things keep getting worse. Because that's what viruses do. Um, I got my booster jab. That's nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I felt fucking bad for for quite <laughs> for quite a while like I was like, like eight hours, probably I felt pretty crappy um but I put it down to the fact that my last vaccine was six and a half months ago, yeah, which meant that my other vaccine had, and I know any science person's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but basically had worn off, so my my body had very few antibodies sure. and just wasn't used to the the covid juice being in me. <laughs> So as soon as it was reintroduced, I just, I think I had a worse reaction than is typical for someone of my age, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I just felt like I had the flu for, like, a day and a half.
0: Yeah. But I was, I was, yeah, up, so. I, I had, like, the the flu feeling for, like, a day and a half, and then I got, like, covered in a rash, and then, like, weird dizziness, which was awful, and is still here, but it's, it's considerably less than it was.
1: Please I don't know. go and get vaccinated, despite what we said. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh hundred percent. I heard much rather feel weird than like kill my grandma. Like,
1: oh yeah for sure. That's the thing, it's just like you know. all these testimonies being like yeah, I got I got the boost jab and I felt truly horrendous. Still go get it though. <laughs> you definitely do need it, so um yeah. but yeah you know, I'm fine now and I'm vaguely protected against covid. But I'm in a self imposed lockdown where I just go to work and go home. <laughs> already, because I know that's gonna happen here soon. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean things were getting cancelled for a long time. Um the numbers are the worst they've ever been. <laughs> so yeah. that's cool. Remember remember in April 2020 when we thought it was the worst thing ever and nothing would ever be the same again? It's worse than that. So that's cool. Yeah,
0: somehow somehow at
1: least I mean, you know, we have a vaccine now that's being taken by some people. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're still we're still running events this week, um, and next week, unless you know there's actual intervention where you have to close down, uh, because we still need to make money, and the government have not suggested that we'll be given any money at any point for closing. So why would we close?
0: Yeah, because that's that's fair enough. You know you can only do what you can what you can only do. So why
1: well, exactly, like, We could. I don't know. It's just it, it's a it's a whole mess. But I'm personally kind of fine. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm dying anymore,
0: so. <laughs> good. That's good. At least that's good. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Again, despite everything, fine. Um, I had a horrendous week last week where I had to do jury service. That was a, uh, that wasn't. It was an interesting experience, but also kind of awful, and and not one that I'll go into detail here. But wasn't nice. Uh, and then. On my way home from the jury service, I got pinged from the NHS app saying I'd been in contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID, so that was a, was a great way to cap off an awful week.
1: I mean, you got tested and you're fine, right?
0: It did, yeah, so I, I did, did take a, a PCR test and that came back negative this morning, so I'm all good. Excellent. But, yeah, I, I'm very much just in the same position, like... unless I'm I'm legally obligated to I'm just going to stay home really, like stay home and go to work, and my work happens to be in my home, so one of those situations again where, yeah, it sucks but at the same time I'm kind of lucky that the worst I have it is that I don't really get to see much outside of the the walls of my house for a while I'm fine with that
1: Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do I'm very fortunate in that I like being home, and I'm safe being home, so yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of things that I would love to go to, loads of experiences that I've missed out on, but you know, hopefully I've still got another good few years on the clock, I can, I can have those experiences <laughs> another time. A few. <laughs> Just a few.
1: Yeah, well, I book, I, I book gig tickets for December next year and this is going to be the time of year where it gets worse every year going forward as a, an endemic virus mutates and changes as people refuse to get Fucking vaccinated or wear masks. Um, yeah. So I, b- I booked them, and I imagine it's going to get cancelled probably. But it's a year away, so maybe everything will be fine by then, right?
0: Yeah, I, mean, it's, I said this <laughs> time last year, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just giving up being optimistic. which I, don't know, maybe I'd... I which which which, which I, I know that I said we wouldn't do this week after the, the bit of a downer that we had on last week's episode, but
1: yeah, yeah but things got a lot yeah, worse. Quick, quick, space aside, <laughs> in a of so, a week. Yeah, yeah like, this is
0: true. This is true. Oh,
1: in magic news, we'll, we'll be on a high point. But I mean, maybe Yeah, that is tr- yeah. maybe I'll be willing to risk death next December to see the cure perform again before Robert Smith dies. You know, maybe I'll yeah, die. Instead. Maybe that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just, let's, we'll see. let's talk about magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something something light, light-hearted and fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. As we, I guess, as we hinted at the end of our last week's episode, this week we do have some Kamigawa Neon Dynasty uh, previews to talk about, which I'm super excited for. So we had the preview stream on Thursday. Well, not really the preview stream, more of like an announcement stream. Really, uh, we got like a couple of cards, like barely even a handful, but there's a lot of cool things that we've seen from the set I think so far
1: yeah and we got people who worked on the set talking about it which was uh, which is very cool
0: yeah Mark Rosewater talking about a Magic Carpet <laughs> set that he worked on like there is there is nothing like more enthusiastic and, and exciting
1: yeah I mean I say this with all the love in the world it was it was a stream in which like 30% of it Mark Rosewater Mark Rosewater was just fucking yelling at his laptop it was great as only Mark Rosewater can do <laughs> Way he's just so excited that he is just shouting about things that he is excited about, and um, I love how much he still loves the game.
0: Yeah, same. This
1: like this many years on of him working with Wizards of the Coast, he still just loves it, and he just he doesn't have an inside voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, it is is great. is when it comes to something like this as well. I think just seeing that enthusiasm and that excitement is. It's what a lot of people need, I think, in, in this current time. So it's cool to see that, coupled with, I think, just what looks like a fantastic magic set from what we've seen so far. I think the setting is incredible. Obviously, I, I wasn't playing the first time Kamigawa came around. Uh, and it's changed a lot. There's con- <laughs> been a considerable change for Kamigawa. we now in, in terms of magic lore, like present-day Kamigawa. But it is, it is a lot further on the future than original Kamigawa was set. So we have this mix of like the the traditional Japanese and chinese inspired Kamagawa aesthetic with this like just awesome like futuristic neon blade runner style like cyberpunk feel as well, and I think it's fantastic
1: yeah it it looks really cool. I'm very excited about it. I mean, there are a lot of reservations about it being future-y and cyberpunk e and quite far away from the traditional fantasy setting we see from Magic the Gathering but it still looks really cool and they, they they did a lot to explain like the differences between this Kamigawa and the Kamigawa that we've seen before and it all makes sense and I'm just excited about it
0: yeah yeah I'm super excited I cannot wait for it um so we we got a sort of first look sneak peek trailer very very short but we do know that the wanderer is going to be in this set, in the story, the Wanderers on Kamagawa. Why are they there? Are they from there? We don't really know a lot at this point. But then we also got a look at a brand new Planeswalker. Uh, I think this is super cool. So this is, is Kaito Shizuku. Uh, one blue-black for a legendary Planeswalker, Kaito. It has a static ability because we learned nothing from War of the Spark. Uh, that is a plus one, draw a card. Sorry, the static ability is at the beginning of your end step. If Kaito Shizuku entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. He has a plus one, draw a card, then discard a card unless you attack this turn. Minus two, create a one-one blue ninja creature token with this creature can't be blocked. And minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player. Search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. And he comes in with three loyalty.
1: What if ninja but planeswalker?
0: Yeah, right. yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think this card's fantastic. Yeah, It's a three-mana Planeswalker with a static ability that has plus one draw a card. This is right up my alley. I, I, the rest of the card could have said anything, and I still would have loved this card.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a cool design, because he protects himself once, so you cast mm. him on your main phase, and then um, at the beginning of the, the next turn, it phase, out, so your opponents can't immediately attack him their next turn. Yeah. And then he comes back, and you can activate him again, which is kind of like protecting, like we you know, it's generally held uh, if if planes are to be to be playable in any kind of format outside of commander, then they need to kind of protect themselves, so then it just get immediately killed. Yeah. And this kind of does it a little bit and it can make one ones that can uh that can protect it and it has card selection on top of it on top of it that can be I mean it has raid, right? Raid? Yeah. Is that the mechanic yeah. if you attacked? Yes. Yeah. Um so it you know, it draws a card, maybe discards a card. It's quite an aggressively um aggressive, uh, got an aggressive bent to it as a planeswalker.
0: Uh, yeah, I think there's a bit of an aggressive bent to it for sure, but then I think a bit of a multi-faceted angle to it as well, because you can use that plus one to put something in your graveyard which you can then reanimate as well, like, I, I think there's just so many different things that you can do with it, and big fan, big fan of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this already screams Cube All-Star to me, so... Yeah, oh, 100%, <laughs>
0: like... 1-1 one, one blue ninja cr- creature token with this creature can't be blocked and then he just like ninjutsu in a nerd fallen shinobi like, yeah, all about that
1: yeah, I mean, speaking of we, we, it's not been confirmed but we can assume that ninjutsu is back <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah I movie.
0: would I would assume so based on, on the text on this planeswalker alone
1: yeah, and the fact that but, he makes it makes a ninja specifically
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely uh, I, I love this, absolutely love this card love the design of this planeswalker walker. I think it looks really cool. I uh, I just love that little like like origami mech tanuki sidekick that he's got. Super cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really cool design. I'm not a big fan of the like general like the normal standard artwork. Yeah. Personally, like it looks a bit too much like a screen cap from a video game cutscene. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> somebody's just
0: me. gone Print screen while I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077.
1: Yeah, basically, but that's fine. Um, it still looks cool, and um, we have a, an alternate art as well, which is uh, we do pretty great.
0: Yeah, so the alternate art is in the ninja frame treatment. So again, another thing alluding to the return of ninjas and Ninja Two. Uh, it's kind of like a like a manga style, anime style art. Uh, a really cool sort of frame on it as well. It's kind of a bit like a, a bit like a. I guess technological slash sci-fi take on like your traditional sort of Japanese buildings. I think it's cool. I like it a lot. However, we also have a third design for this Flameswalker. So very much like we saw with um, with the Amano Liliana, uh, the Castlevania Alucard Tsaren, Uh we have a special treatment for Kaito Shizuku as well. And that is the manga artist Tetsuo Hara. Has done a special piece of artwork for this character and it looks incredible. So Tetsuo Hara is famous for creating the series Fist of the North Star, which is one of the biggest and most popular anime of all time. I think there are considerably, there are series which are considerably more popular in, in the West for sure, but in, in Japan and in China and Korea, the Fist of the North Star is massive, absolutely massive. And it's yeah. so cool to see that they've got. Like, just this this amazing iconic artist to do a bit of art for Magic: The Gathering. Like this is this is on par, if not bigger than, Amano's Liliana in my eyes. Uh,
1: no, I agree in terms of like cultural significance, um, as an yeah. artist and like general influence in Japanese media. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And in most of East Asia, uh, God knows how much Wizard of the Coast had to pay him <laughs> to do a yeah. single card. <laughs> um, Who knows? But it's extremely cool and those are going to
0: be worth a lot of money especially in foil in, yeah in foil absolutely i think it'll be a, a similar thing like we saw with with liliana and, and alucard again maybe not quite as much as liliana probably more than alucard i think uh because i think final fantasy has a much bigger fan base in the west than fist of the north star does but yeah this is incredible I, I i love that they keep doing this that they they keep, you know, reaching out to, to these incredible artists who have like such a such a big following and influence in other spheres and and getting them to do like just these nice like chase collectibles which anybody can open in a pack. Like yeah, we're seeing this this sort of thing with, with secret lairs and, and all of this stuff that's sort of gated behind paywalls, but you could open one of these in a booster pack and that's super cool to me. I love this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean we we're getting closer and closer to that Pokemon Yu Gi Oh model. Yeah. Just here's a £300 card in a pack for, you bought for £4 and that's yeah. what you want that's like that's what brings back the excitement of boost packs not just like you could open a kind of wimpy £30 mythic on day of release and then it's worth £15 in two weeks time yeah, it's like yeah. an actual money card money when you open it, you can shift it immediately if you want to buy more packs or singles and then if you hold it it's going to be worth a billion pounds which they've done a couple of times and like they're not just rehashing the same thing it's a similar idea and like a very similar space in the fact they're getting you know world renowned Japanese artists to do magic cards but um, they're all different uh, different things that have their own sort of collector value
0: yeah totally totally I think they've just knocked it out of the park again here with this one Uh, it's fantastic I'm really looking forward to seeing like what else we have in the set as well, especially in like this this ninja frame, like anime style thing. It'll be cool to see if they bring in like like sort of lesser lesser known anime artists and stuff. And yeah, I just think that this set has got a lot going on that I'm into. Uh, and yeah, can't wait to see the rest of it. Another thing that it does have going on that you can open in booster packs is the basic lands.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Now, I know
0: full art basic lands aren't special anymore. And, like, you know, there's no valuable basic lands anymore. Everything's special if everything's unique and full art and fancy. But uh, without a doubt, these are the just the nicest full art basic lands. Or just, they're just the nicest basic lands Magic the Cavern has ever had. Yep. They are absolutely incredible. Yep.
1: I mean, I like that they've kind of kept it clean as well. And then i would like, "Yeah, here's a stupid border, um, whenever It just looks vaguely like a magic card because it's still got that sort of that that border around it, like the black, um, the black border on the edge, and it's it's yeah. sort of borrowed the uh, the the stylized text of the um, Japanese mystical archives, and it's just it's just like a, a, a block yeah. print of the the name in Japanese and the mana symbol. And that's
0: it. Yeah, so the the kanji on there is part of the card. So you've got yama for the mountain, you've got mori for the forest. Like they're all, all like that's on there. You can't get English versions of these cards and and it just it looks fantastic. So they are done in the the style of the, like like Yukio, traditional Japanese woodblock printing. Um Weezer fans out there might know the uh, the cover of Pinkerton to be done in a very similar style. It's yeah, it's super cool just to see them is is just game pieces for Magic the Cavern.
1: As if people didn't think we were like nerdy white people enough. You had to reference Pinkerton by Weezer Yeah. Come on man. <laughs> Give us some kind of chance. My problematic fave, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good album.
0: It's a fantastic album, look, I've one of said, my favourites. I've but... said
1: a lot of a lot more cancelable things on this podcast, so
0: Sure. sure <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, these basic lands are amazing. Uh, they are one in every three packs for draft packs and set boosters, uh, and then they they're, they're going to be up to three in a collector booster, with one of them being a guaranteed foil. Uh, I really like that distribution model for them. Uh, like, yeah, sure, it would be cool to get. One of these in every single pack, like we do see with with a lot of basic lands, if not most, full up fancy basic lands these days. But I think just making them that little bit more rare, like just adds to that sort of specialness or sort of uniqueness factor with them. Yeah. Which, I, like, I want like that, that that like that's the thing that we want with Magic. We want the the special things to feel special. We want the game pieces to, to be accessible and the special feel, things to feel special. And basic lands are the most accessible magic cards there are so it's really cool to get a special version of them that is actually going to be special because there is going to be some desire for these you know they're not going to be like the the godzilla lands from the secret lair where you know it's like 70 quid or whatever if you want to buy that secret lair now they're not going to be that expensive not that valuable but these will probably hold for a couple of quid a pop and I think that's fantastic brings up the, the EV floor slightly too on a box which, yeah. which is what we always want I mean, it's I what th- we always want
1: I think the thing with that value from, from opening packs and stuff is it, it's it's easy to forget that wizards control that <laughs> they yeah. control yeah. <laughs> how rare things are in a pack and how what generally what their secondary market value will be and with like special showcase frames and booster fun and all that stuff, they've just it's just over saturated with the the intrinsic value of the thing, but like just making these not every pack every third pack, just gives them a little bit of value. So like they're not flooded with this yeah. the special fun thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I like it. It's like these are going to be accessible. I think they they're, they're going to be accessible to the people that want them. So they're, they're not going to be out of reach. Like you know the stuff like the like the basic lands that we see in secret lairs it would be incredibly expensive to make those your basics in your commander deck these ones are going to be considerably cheaper than those yeah. but still hold hold a nice bit of weight to them where they're not going to be worthless the next time they do you know i guess when they do like the the space basic lands in, in infinity so yeah, yeah. I, I like it i think that's a it's a really good model and i hope that's kind of how they keep it for basic lands going forward when they're going to do these special lands
1: yeah for sure and I, I, I want them to keep it like themed like for yes. I mean they're not they're not ex- expensive or desirable but I, I liked the, the invention of the Forgotten Realms lands Yeah. they felt thematic yeah, of the, definitely. the plane like they look like general basic lands but they had flavour text on them instead of just the mana symbol yeah. but they were cool and I like making special basics full art or not for the for the plane it makes sense more than just yeah the definitely art.
0: Yeah, I I think it's fantastic, and yeah, I will definitely definitely be in as many of these as I can. I think I think both of those mountains probably joint first my favorite mountain of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, they're so cool, so so cool. Yeah,
1: I've picked out which ones are my favorite one of each, and uh, it's a good job. By the perks of working in a local game store. Yeah. So <laughs> the loads of these opened in front of me before they go on sale to the general public, and I can buy them.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're brilliant. They're, really they're brilliant. I cannot really wait. I cannot wait. Like, I, I haven't bought a, a standard box for a very long time now, uh, but I, I will probably buy multiple boxes for this, just for these lands alone. Like, they're super cool. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Love it. Cool. So that is not the only... <laughs> we've talked about a couple of fancy frames and treatments uh, in this set. It's not the only thing that we have. Uh, this one this one feels incredibly weird to me and is a bit more complicated to work out i think you might have to help me with this one Uh, we got a another preview we have uh, hidetsugu devouring chaos so he is back Uh, i'll read out the card first because it's an interesting card for sure so it is three and a black for a legendary creature it's an ogre demon it's a four four has black sacrifice a creature scry two has a two and a red and tap. Exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. When you exile a non-land card this way, go Devouring Chaos deals damage equal to the exiled card's mana value to any target.
1: Is it's
0: a card? It's, it's a, a bit of an odd card, I think. Very, very strange card, but I kinda, kinda like it. Like it's an yeah. interesting design, at least. I mean,
1: it's like a, it's like a Kervec. right? It's like a yeah. deal damage to. Things. I mean, it's probably kind of powerful. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's a Kamigawa
0: card that cares about manipulation of the top of your library, and that feels feels on theme to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly powerful. It's like it's a it's an impulse draw thing that's also um, deals damage and can kill things, which is which is very mm-hmm. powerful. Um, and then you can sacrifice a creature to scry to, which is yeah. a little bit odd. Um,
0: it doesn't really well. It, Make- it it plays with the sec plays with the second ability, so you can you can pay a black and sacrifice scry-, scry two, and then put something with a bigger yeah, mana yeah. cost on top of your library, and then you can activate. So yeah, for sure.
1: Um,
0: it's kind of like what if Sensei's divine on Top was awful.
1: <laughs> We've had loads of those cards. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's um, it's just interesting to that. It doesn't really feel that evocative of original Hidetsugu, but um, yeah. It's a, cool, it's a cool card, nonetheless. I guess it deals damage in the way that Heartless Hitsugu did. Uh, but that's the card. In I mean, you could,
0: you could you you could, could play an Emrakul in, in your deck and scry Emrakul at the top, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah you could do that. I mean, yeah, there's loads of top-of-the-deck top matters commanders, and I'm sure this will be the latest in a long line of those. Um, and also has yeah, a, for a, a sure. exact theme that you can do, and, and I guess you can reanimate stuff or whatever. Um, it's certainly a, a cool design, and I like that Good still around so we you know we, yeah so original kamigawa is 1200 years ago right from the time of this kamigawa and hirotsugu is still uh still around but he's a demon now so yes so you can live for 1200 years if you eat a demon i, I can't remember the exact the, law they said in the stream but he ate something and then became a demon yeah <laughs> he ate his, own, he ate like his that. own flesh or something which is kind of gross but He's, yeah, he's so he, he worshipped.
0: He worshipped the most powerful oni, so the demon, one of the demons in Kamigawa, uh, and yeah, he he consumed him and, and devoured him, and now he's a an ogre demon himself. Very cool. Yeah, not so cool. I, I, I don't think is the uh, just the bizarre special treatment that we have for this card. So kind of in the vein of Teferi from that core set, we have multiple different versions of of Devouring tovari chaos you see the cards the same the art is the same except there's a slight difference on each of them they have like a like a bizarre bright neon border uh we have four different well, i guess technically five so we have a one which is like Like I guess, like a purpley sort of black color, which is your your sort of standard version, the soft glow frame they're calling it, Uh, and then there are four other ones which have got these like awful bright, garish neon colors on. There's a red, a green, a blue, and and a yellow, which is supposed to be white, I guess. Uh, Yeah, uh, these show up in a variety of different places, if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, um, so the blue, green. And red ones show up in collector boosters specifically. Yeah, it's the only place you can get those, and they show up in what? The, uh, blue is the least rare. Red is the most rare, or something. It's just like sort of um, manually manipulated rarity on those. Um, yeah. So the soft glow one is just a showcase, I believe, because like there are there are lots of cards that come yeah, in it is the, yeah, soft glow. Frame and then these yeah, so, the uh, so
0: as well as as well as the 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 ninja frame, there's also going to be the soft glow frame, and obviously yeah. the full art and all of that as well. So we've
1: seen a couple of uh, a couple of sets now that have had that kind of thing where they've got like a showcase and then a booster fun treatment as well. Yeah, um, with like the the different frames. I think every set since Zendikar has had that, I think. Yeah, or whatever. I think so, yeah. Maybe maybe like that. Um, but yeah, so so the red, the blue, and the yellow, the the green come in. Collector boosters are varying rarities, um, and therefore are just going to be slightly more expensive versions of Hidetsugu. And then um, the yellow one, you can only get from WPN premium stores. Cool. Of which, in the UK, I think there's like two. Oh, we've got more than that. (laughs) We've definitely got more. Are they all geek retreats?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, definitely, definitely not all geek retreats. But I I think there's at least there's at least ten in the UK.
1: Sure. None of the good ones are premium stores. Uh, I don't know, like the the premium. There's, like, there's one or two. There's one or two. The WM, WPM premium system is, uh, if wizards won't mind me saying, fucking nonsense. So yeah, you have, definitely, to have a, definitely no. You have to have a storefront, which is absurd. Based on you know, if you're going to be an inner city game store, how the hell are you affording the rent for a? a uh, like a storefront, when you're selling Magic the Gathering cards, um, we certainly can't afford the the rent in Central Birmingham for a shop that would have a storefront. I uh, know a lot of those it's just as a,
0: well. just a southern problem, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, and <laughs> you have to have like, specific kinds of bins. You have to have yeah, specific there kinds there is there is
0: like infam- infamously a yeah, fantastic store in in the the northeast uh which was one of the first like official Pokemon Center stores and it was one of the first like Yu-Gi-Oh official tournament stores outside of Japan. Um is not a WPN premium store because Wizards of the Coast did not like the carpet that they had.
1: Unbelievable. But yeah, you'll have yeah. to go to one of the ones that do have the correct carpet and bins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in order to yep. <laughs> in order to get one of these Hiditsugis. I can't remember exactly how they get given out, but I think they're like, like on purchases you get one. Maybe it just
0: seems it seems really strange to me, like is anybody going to care about this card enough to have like the chase yellow version? I think the thing like, with
1: this is like I don't know, it's, it's a thing that's happened with like showcase frames and, and different variants on cards for, for a while now is that like we don't know what the special mm-hmm. one is anymore, what am I supposed to be yeah. impressed by? When you have uh, a Future Sight Talmigo, if I'm impressed, right? Because that is the foil from the original set, the same is true from like a, yeah. a, 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 a Ravnica City of Guilds dark confidant in foil that's the cool one, uh, you know. Original printing foils are the cool one, and then like subsequent reprint foils were less impressive but still cool. And now you just have so many different variants that I don't know what the cool one is anymore. So like, is the showcase version yeah. the best one? Is the borderless one? Is the extended art one? Is the booster fun one? Is the secret layer one? Is it one of the one of the masterpiece series from from that time when they Wizards of the Coast did cool booster fun things? Um, which is like the premium version that I'm meant to be impressed by, <laughs> that flexes you have the most money. Uh, and like, these, are... not none of none of these, because it's not even a, like yeah, that that's good. A card. That's the thing. It's like the things that are expect- Like I don't know. So like a foil, a foil. Of the Great Henge. Now it's like what, sixty euros or something, and that's not even the good version. Because yeah. foils are like standard foils are, are basically nothing anymore. It's the extended art foil. That's the that's the thing. These look like the soft glow one, which are going to come in standard booster packs in foil. So they're going to be. Roughly 1.1 times the price of the base Hidatsugu. And then the the neon, the yellow one is the special one that you only get from premium stores. But is that the good one? Or is it the red one? Because that's the most rare one to get out of a collector booster pack. I don't know. I don't know why this card. I don't know why Neon Ink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why nearly identical cards in collector boosters, but also as a, as a specific thing from a WPM premium store. Uh, maybe this card's really, really good in. in some kind of format that we don't know yet, and we're bad at card evaluation. But it's it's a strange, it's a strange thing to do. It looks, I, yeah. I think, because they've got um on the Wizards page, they've got someone showing off the inking. I think it looks kind of cool. It's garish and weird, but I think I I don't hate it. Um, but yeah, I'm not like a yeah. big fan of it.
0: I, I I don't I don't hate it. I just don't quite understand it. But oh, maybe I'm just old. Maybe the kids want this. The kids.
1: Dude, you're only thirty. Calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe someone at watsy just loves spreadsheets, and I think that's why we're getting so many different like treatments. And it's it's such a puzzle just to figure out where you can even. Well, yeah,
1: get I thought it was. These cards. It's funny. Someone retweeted the like the preview tweet of this and said, "Rip people who work in game stores." I'm like, these are easy. This is hidatsugu red, hidatsugu green, hidatsugu blue, hidatsugu yellow. That's easy to list. And Grock and yeah. know the price difference between. If the yellow one happens to be the most expensive, I'll know that one I'm buying and or selling. Same with all the other colours, and I'll know the difference. The problem was the Teferi <laughs> where the <laughs> difference was a subtly different hue to the spirals going around his face. Yeah, or well, one of them slightly more pink than the other one. Oh, this one's the bluish yeah. one. Like that was nonsense, and they all came out of booster packs that anyone could open. So I didn't know the difference between those, and like Mystery Booster and the list, because Mystery Booster and the list look exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Uh, and I thought there was a difference that I uh, that I knew. That, oh, this one—the the list is slightly smaller and to the left. But then, the difference between like original frame, like original Magic frame cards that are on the list, and Mystery Booster, the Mirrodin frame and the M15 frame—they're all different between them. So I don't know anymore. And then the yeah. difference between those and the actual versions of the cards are in the bottom left corner. And the way that most people fan their cards, you don't get to see the bottom left corner of the card and the new pre-release stamp the 2021, that I guess will be 2022 next yep. year, that I miss every single time I look at a card and accidentally list it as a regular foil instead of a pre-release foil because it's in the bottom left corner, I'm not used to looking there and a lot of arts it blends into because it's just a big chunk of gold
0: Yeah, no, there's specifically it's, it's a, a, strict,
1: a strict proctor from Strixhaven that I accidentally listed as a foil because it, the art on strict proctor is mainly gold in the bottom left corner and the pre-release stamp is a big chunk of gold so this is going to be fine this I'm fine with I don't know if they're going to be worth anything or we'll ever get any or sell them but this is fine by comparison to Wizards weird practices in terms of like you say like spreadsheets just all the different versions they're fun yeah
0: yeah I I don't get it but maybe someone will and that's cool for them that's good not everything in the set has to be for me Um, but there is certainly a lot from the set that I do love so far uh, I guess the other card that we've seen from the set so far is one of the legendary dragons. So the legendary dragons return, uh, here we have Atsushi the Blazing Sky, two red red for a dragon spirit, it's a 4-4, four four. it's a flying trample, and when Atsushi the Blazing Sky dies, choose one, Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn you may play those cards, or create three treasure tokens. Those big
1: red mythic things.
0: It's, yeah, it's the big red mythic dragon.
1: Uh, Doesn't feel very Kamigawa to me. It feels no. very big red mythic. It's a goldspan tray. It's a moon-veiled dragon, or whatever the hell the one from Mid- Midnight Hunt or Crimson Vow was called. It's a glory... It's a... <laughs> it's sort of... It's a thunderbreak ridge. It's a, it's a big red mythic yeah. It's a dragon that makes treasures, which apparently is a thing that all dragons must do now. Which I guess makes sense thematically, but isn't it thing yeah. that they had done before um, that, that's it. it
0: I think if you take it as it's a big red mythic dragon yeah sure the abilities totally make sense but if you take it as it's one of the legendary dragon spirits from Kamigawa why, why is it hoarding treasure is, is treasure a Kamigawa thing I I don't know it just would have been cool yeah, to really. get something a bit more flavourful
1: yeah I mean treasure is just a just just do the evergreen thing now that every, well, yeah, every, it's, it's every an evergreen me- does. mechanic yeah
0: but like yeah. Yeah, yes any card could do this i want i want to see the legendary dragon spirit of kamagawa do something cool and unique not i guess make a couple of treasures i guess
1: we should point out the fact that it does something when it dies is a very kamagawa dragon spirit thing to do
0: yeah it's true. true this is a,
1: this is a it's meant to be a direct descendant of well, i forgot what the red ones called from uh, champions I have no idea. Is that Ryogen? It's Ryusei. Something. The the one that isn't Kakusho. Yeah, so I mean, it dies, it does a thing, which is what the original ones did. And obviously, this is slightly more compelling than the original red one, because I know what this one does. Ryusei. Ryusei, that's the one.
0: Ryusei, that's the one.
1: Yeah, because I'm going to remember what this one does, because it actually does something kind of good, and it's a 4 mana 4 4 -4 with flying and trample.
0: Yeah, Ryuse is even better, to be fair. Like, six mana, five, five flying. When it, it dies, deal five damage to each creature without flying. Like, that feels better than this.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But it's a big, so big red, red dragon. then you just play it. You
0: play it. Well, I guess, yeah. So then you just play it in your deck with your other big red dragons and you're off the board and all the big red dragons are still in play. Yeah, know. that's true. Um, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's a cool card and the, uh, the borderless art is extremely good unsurprisingly yeah
0: the borderless art is amazing I think all of the art that we've seen on every card has been fantastic so far so they did say that for a lot of the art in this set they are outsourcing to a Japanese company which um, hires Japanese artists to do and yeah I love that love seeing that
1: sorry I was waiting for a train yeah I mean this is the place that makes you know they've had a uh, a policy of doing a lot of stuff with Japanese artists uh, over recent times, and this makes the most sense <laughs> It's your your set yeah. that's based in Japanese law and pop culture. So it would have been weird if they hadn't.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just just think this is fantastic. So See, we've seen very little so far. I think that's that's pretty much everything we've seen, apart from the the set symbols, which so I guess we can talk about that as well. Um, so we have set symbol for the set looks really cool. Uh it looks like like a magic set symbol. Like it looks like they used to and not like something that we've had for the past few sets where it's just been like, oh, it's a circle with a picture inside of it. Yeah. We've got a kind of like a, a mountain with like a sun behind it and that's
1: cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, where the Adventures of the Forgotten Realm symbol was just the and this Inner Strad midnight hunt symbol rotated ninety degrees.
0: Yeah, they look exactly the same, pretty much. <laughs>
1: yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's like it's different and weird and not symmetrical, which is cool. Um, it's quite big, really. Yeah, yeah it's, a, yeah, cool it it cool it's a cool way. sense of it. It's got like a, a mountain with the rising sun, which is like uh, like the the, the the traditional side of Kamigawa, and then it's got like skyscrapers in it, which is like the cyberpunk neon dynasty side of Kamigawa.
0: Yeah. Cool. They've and thought then we've about got it. the command. They have. I think that they've done a good job. Then we've got the commander set logo as well, which it sort of resembles a shield, like the commander sets also always do. But this one is actually also the the face of the of the tanuki creature. So that's cool. They've done a good job there too. It's got that origami mech look to it.
1: Yeah, I I hate commander set symbols very much. I think. Yeah. At least
0: uh, I think at least with this one, like you'll be able to tell fairly easily like which one it's from, hopefully
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, the yeah, the Adventures one was just the Adventures set symbol Inner Shield, which is weird, but this is very yeah. very different, so like you'll know that they're different sets very easily when you've just got a big part of open set boosters or whatever because these, they, I assume they put more Commander cards that aren't available in the Commander decks and are only available in set boosters in these set boosters too much to everyone's yeah, delight I would, I would assume so Everyone loved that <laughs> it
0: was a great idea. Yeah, it'll probably happen again. Yep. And speaking of commander decks, we, all we know at this point is that there are two. Uh, we know that they're called Buckle Up and Upgrades Unleashed. So I assume Buckle Up is going to be some sort of vehicle based deck. And then Upgrades Unleashed, potentially equipment maybe. Oh
1: god, don't do another some sort of, of like wipe equipment c- thing. cyborg thing. Yeah, I was I hoping know. it would be like a sort of people have cool mechanical limbs and stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: Rather than more equipment, Jesus Christ. Red-white <laughs> equipment is the only thing that red-white can have. Yeah. Because we don't want to design another theme.
0: Yeah. That's that's all that we've seen so far. Um, it looks like previews are properly going to begin on, on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, I think they sort of hinted at. Which makes sense. They usually sort of drop a, a bigger spoiler around that time of year. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on this product. I can't wait to play this. I, I can't wait to see the arena-like playing field. I think it's going to look really cool for this If all of the, the cyberpunk and Neon City. We don't. I think that's going to be
1: good. We don't do arena here anymore,
0: Joe. Don't bring <laughs> up arena in my presence, I yeah. dare you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, it's the only place I'm going to be able to draft this, isn't it? So... You know, oh yeah, can't leave the house anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pranked. But it was cool. It was cool. I was very happy with with the stream. I saw everything I wanted to from this, just enough to get me hyped, and a lot of things to get excited about. I think the most the thing that I'm just most relieved about was something that I, I i was I was almost convinced they we were going to announce in that stream was that. There was going to be like NFTs to go along with Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, and <laughs> Yeah. they did not announce that. And I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I mean,
1: I continue to play Magic sure, for the week.
0: There's there's still time, I guess, but I was I was convinced like this is going to be it. This is going to be where they're going to do it. We're going to get Kamigawa Neon Dynasty NFTs. You want a, a fancy cyberpunk sensei's divine and top NFT? Just give a million dollars to Wizards of the coast but yeah, thankfully they have not announced that. That's good, that's really good.
1: I think it I mean, I imagine they'd be able to read the room at this point that no one would want that. i hope back. so. Like, I know that Wizards of the Coast have um, a real obsession with appealing to the whales whether that through yeah. Arena or through these collector packs which are actually turning people off of collecting Magic the Gathering cards <laughs> but they really want to just milk as much money out of these people as they can and NFTs would be a really easy way to do that and yeah. I think they're doing that enough between arena and the sheer multitude of different physical cards at this point that they don't have to do that.
0: Yeah, is there I way mean, for them to do it, I, I, I hope they wouldn't. But it just—it seems like everything, absolutely everything, is com- coming out of NFTs. Like everything from like McDonald's to the Crazy Frog. The Crazy Frog is back, and this time he's an NFT. Like the world we live in now yeah
1: and then the people who run the crazy frog twitter which is someone's actual full-time job or at least part-time job uh said we, we don't agree with the nfts but with the crazy frog twitter person so <laughs> this is our job uh, yeah. i think someone sent yeah. the crazy frog death threats about being an nft which is um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just
0: yeah there were, apparently there'll be multiple death threats <laughs> to the uh, the crazy the f- crazy frog <laughs> it's, yeah it's
1: it peak 2021 <laughs> I yeah, love that. <laughs>
0: well, I, I think I think <laughs> peak 2021 was um Stan Lee's Twitter account being used to promote uh an original Stan Lee NFT.
1: Oh Christ, I'd miss that!
0: Oh, yeah, so the uh one of the top replies to that is the crazy frog saying NFT shouldn't be done this way, this is terrible,
1: <laughs> they should be done buy a, fro- a frog with his tiny little dick yeah. that's how they should be done with respect and decorum the yeah, tiny I mean, frog to be fair, the best, 20 years ago
0: the the best reply to that that Stanley NFT announcement tweet was uh, dictionary.com their reply was the verb defile was first recorded in 1275 to 1325 and comes from the old French word defouler, meaning to trample on, violate
1: that's, that's very good, I like that Oh maybe old Stanley would have been into that kind of thing. Maybe he yeah, I maybe mean, he loves an NFT. Sure. What's worth more? issue one Spider Man or a Stan Lee NFT? An an, an uh, NF Lee, if you will.
0: NF oh no
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they called it?
0: Yeah. At least at least Magic hasn't sunken that far yet.
1: Yet is the word. I mean, I did say I'd quit magic if they uh, if they started doing that. So I'm sticking to that. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame me. I don't. I don't want to play a game that actively engages in Ponzi schemes and multi-level marketing and destroying the earth <laughs> just to put money in the pockets of people who wear backwards baseball caps. I've never <laughs> seen a crypto bro in the flesh. I assume that's what they look like.
0: Yeah, probably. So, you know, like probably.
1: the 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 bullies from like nineties kids TV. I that's yeah, yeah. what they look like, but they vape so. now. That's how I feel <laughs> yeah, about that. At least
0: say <laughs> so at least magic hasn't sunk to sunk to those lows yet, and it doesn't look like it. Like it will do, which is good. I don't know. Any 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 thoughts? Any more thoughts on Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty? It's very hard not to say Neon Genesis.
1: Yeah, I mean you've infected my brain with that with that now. Yeah. the word that should follow the, the, the word Neon is is Genesis and I can't say Dynasty and I will say Neon Genesis unironically by accident but no I, I think the set looks cool, I'm excited to see it it was cool to see that like they'd really thought about it and I, Im- I yeah. imagine they have some people who are Japanese that they paid <laughs> to, to, to make sure you get the both like traditional Japanese element of Kamigawa and the current Japanese pop culture element correct?
0: Yeah definitely like I think like not only like you know they did say on stream that they've been working with with a Japanese company to outsource a lot of a lot of art and and get sort of feedback from the set so I think like not only will you have like that like good strong element of cultural sensitivity which you haven't had potentially with previous sets. I think there's also going to be a real sort of air of authenticity when it comes to the the inspiration drawn for these cards too.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, so, it's yeah. It's very it's
0: it's going to be it's it's not going to be like Ixalan, I think, which is which is good in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I mean it was it's it's very I don't know, it's it's very quick for this kind of stuff to get. And I hate using this word, uh, problematic. <laughs> it's just a bunch yeah. of nerdy white dudes who a lot of them fair shows Japanese culture being shown a flashy Japanese themed set and it getting real weird real quick. <laughs> I hope That's not yeah. going to happen. And at yeah, least, at yeah. least if the source material in terms of the magic cards themselves aren't you know poorly done, then those people are just being weird in themselves and have no reason to be that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's still gonna happen. I've dived engaged with those people on the internet in the past couple of days already.
1: I'm sure multiple of, times. I mean the, the, the fact that the terminology for the War of the Spark alternate art Narset part reveals that's like really stuck with me is sexy waifu anime Narset. That's a thing oh, that people no. are ironically calling it. And I'm like, you you're an adult with like a job and a kid. And you said that on the internet on purpose. In a public place. Uh, so those people still exist and play Magic the Gathering and, and, and you know Yep. Just masturbate over Japanese culture, so that'll be fun to deal with, I imagine. And I'll have yeah, someone explaining yeah. to me about how cool Japan is when they try and <laughs> when they try and spend their last worldly money on a neon dynasty booster, but other than that I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I I I feel like it's it's Sometimes it's quite difficult not to like come across as one of those people as well, because I, I do have a big interest in Japan in a lot of different aspects of Japanese culture. But like it's it's an appreciation, it's not like a weird exploitation or like fetisiz I can't say the word fetishization that a lot of those people seem to have. Please don't lump me in with those guys.
1: I mean I most of my collection is in Japanese, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're a weird weeb as well. I'm not, <laughs> so we're all I'm good. Not
1: a weeb. I <laughs> I watched I I watched The Evangelion because you told me it was good. Not because I love anime. I've watched like two animes, Joe I'm not a weeb, I just like how the the Kanji looks, you know? Which feels appropriate in its own way, but we won't we won't cover that here. Yeah,
0: like yeah. Yeah. As somebody who's learning kanji, no, I don't. I, I don't understand. I really hate how the kanji looks because it's incredibly difficult to learn. A, oh yeah, but if you're just a like, st- stupid Western, no, with only twenty six characters in my alphabet, but
1: yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. If you're just like some stupid fucking English person who's like, I like the way they look. It's a lot easier.
0: <laughs> yeah, this 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 set looks cool.
1: That that's that's
0: all I can say. I think it it very much has the traditional Japanese kamigawa aesthetic baked into it and from what we've seen from the cyberpunk elements that looks pretty spot on too I just yeah I can't wait to see the rest of it I look forward to and s- s- see more of the Wanderer I really want to see how the yeah, Wanderer fits into all of this as well that's true
1: I hope they're like actually a prominent part and it's not just like there's the, hat, the Wanderer and then they're like on three cards like they're wearing a an aquarium. we don't know anything about them Yeah, the fact they're in the trailer suggests that they might actually be a part of the set um,
0: yeah I, I think so and I think you know with the Wanderer being unable to control like how she planes walks and stuff like it'll be cool if we can see like more of her story here or more of her sort of background i guess or like the reasons why she does that like there's going to be some like weird you know glitch in the matrix stuff going on with her and yeah it's going to be cool i can't wait
1: yeah i look forward to learning that kiki-jiki has just been living in like a cave for 1200 years and is just exactly the same as before when we just get an actual kiki-jiki mirror breaker reprint
0: yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd love to see. Definitely want to see like something, some sort of throwback to Kiki Mecha Kiki Jiki, he's back, but now he's a robot and he's he's an artifact.
1: He's back in Pog form. Yeah, he's back in Pogger's form. Would be good.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, he's he's back. He's back in enchantment form, and now he costs two red reds. And yeah.
1: No no, fin- yeah, let nice. finish
0: the thought. You can, you can you can attach him to a creature and then that you can tap that creature and it makes a copy of that of a creature and gains haste.
1: 8 of turn, 8 man. twin. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's
0: do it. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. But yeah, I I I can't wait to see what else is coming for the set from the little we've seen so far. This is probably the set I've been most excited for since since the pandemic, definitely. Like no matter how like stoked I was about Kaldheim before I found out like anything about the set. Uh, <laughs> before it uh, disappointed you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, before it let me down, like incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I don't know, I was so excited about that. Like
1: It's okay. For years
0: and then it finally appeared and no it was awful. To having like very low expectations to what they were gonna do with Cyberpunk Kamigawa, to actually seeing the set and being like yeah, this is cool. I, I like that it it's like it's lining up nicely with like when I've decided to like try to learn like Japanese as well. So just one more aspect of, of I guess my daily life where I can incorporate that and work with that. And to me, it's the timing's been nice on this, and yeah, I think it's cool.
1: I'm very excited for it. It's fine. There's still time for it to disappoint you.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> It's those NFTs, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll have
1: some words. <laughs> no, nah, I'll just sell all my cards and do something else. That's the easiest way to do it. I do not like this. And then I'll post on Twitter about it, like, like people care. Yeah, I'll just stop playing, it's fine. Because Wizards of the Coast definitely care what I do, and then I'll tweet about how I've made this big decision to yeah. never play Magic again, and I'll get, like, seven likes, and no one will care.
0: And then sell all of your decks, and then
1: buy a second house <laughs> just buy a second co- yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it
0: yeah Whew. well I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week how do you I mean is there any, anything more you want to touch on before we, we close out Uh,
1: no I'd kind of forgotten there was so little from Kamiga that we knew <laughs> I don't want to get into another topic yeah that's it no. like
0: yeah like like, we haven't got a lot of information but I felt like like everything was exciting which is cool. I like that. It feels really good to feel excited for a magic set again. I feel like it's been such a long time, to be honest. Like, I know I was excited about Innistrad, uh, and then that kind of came and went. Like Midnight Hunt was really cool, and then Crimson Vow felt like a bit of a flash in the pan. Like It was just there for a second, and now it's gone, and we, we can move on.
1: Yeah, it's coming know. out just in time for the player th- to be shut down again, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. I don't know. I get a draft it a lot on, on, on Arena, probably. Uh, and, like I said, when it comes to those basic lands, I'll be I'll be buying boxes, even if it's not the most sensible economic way to do it. Um, I want to crack loads of packs, open loads of these lands, get excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun, and Magic's at its best when it's fun. So I can't You're wait. Fun? I can't wait.
1: Well, <laughs> not currently, but I will be. Sure, I, just, I just play out of obligation <laughs> and nothing bad to do. And as a substitute for a personality. <laughs> is that
0: not what everyone else is doing? Uh, I mean, non zero amount, for not sure. Right. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. sighs> on that note, I think that's all we have time for this week. Come let us know your thoughts and feelings on Cyberpunk Neon Dynasty, almost said Genesis. Hit us up on Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com/slash hfdcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything in the episode, we'd like to give back in a monetary value. You can Hit us up at Patreon or at patreon.com slash devastation Tears start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20, 25 cents per episode. The
1: podcast is brought to you by Manalik.com where you can use the coupon code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order, which when it is available will include Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty pre-orders. Sweet.
0: Want well, to find me on my own personal social media? On Twitter, I am at Peach Garden Oath. That's Oath with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. and pretty much any of the magic groups, I'm sure you'll see me about. Also, stream on Twitch every Friday night. We play magic. Uh, That's Garden peachgardenoath. We do a lot of cube. Uh, Vintage Cube is coming up from this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out. It's a great time.
1: Oh, yeah. They're doing that like, free draft as well. Everyone gets a yeah, free yeah, yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you have a paid. Yeah, if you have a paid Magic Online account, you get a free Vintage draft. So there's there's no excuse not to do
1: it. It's the best format. Goes live on the twenty second of this month. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. until like the eighteenth or something of January. Uh, I am gonna draft Vintage Cube a lot this year. I think. I haven't. I haven't in the last of years. I think I'm just really on it this time.
0: I've got like a fortnight off work, so I'm gonna be drafting all day, all night. It's gonna be great.
1: I've got four days. But I like my job so there's that uh, yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler yes nice. pretty good uh, I was just tweeting into the abyss through lack of anything better to be doing with my time that's it nothing profound I just
0: I'm full of Christmas cheer tw- I love
1: Christmas man I'm very excited Are you excited for Christmas
0: Um, not really Can't can't do anything can't go anywhere. I don't know,
1: it's just it's just an excuse to eat as much as I do every day and not feel bad about it. <laughs> it's the one day a year where yeah. I can eat my normal <laughs> amount of food and be like, "That was a normal <laughs> amount of food to me on Christmas Day."
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine, my Christmas is currently up in the air, but we'll we'll talk about that off the podcast. Yeah. And on that note, once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. We'll see you again next week on Hour Devastation.